You're listening to Heart to Heart Podcast with Lina Kevlani. Artazar.com, online art gallery. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Heart to Heart Podcast. I'm Lina Kevlani, the owner of Artazar.com, online art gallery. Today, please meet Munir Samnani. He's the founder and managing director of Oxygen Management Consultancy. Oxygen Management Consultancy is one of the fastest growing consulting and training companies in the UAE. Munir is a business coach and he helps small business entrepreneurs, but he also helps with uh, corporate training as well as mastermind. Hi Munir, how are you? Hey Lena, how are you? Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming. I think it's going to be a very interesting podcast. Let's hope so. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell our listeners a bit about yourself. So my name is Munir. I come from Bombay. Been in Dubai from 2005. Came as a junior training coordinator. Started Oxygen Management Consultant in the late 2011, 2012. I started my business. Um, I'm a trainer of NLP. master practitioner of hypnotherapy timeline therapy I've written a book on time management so I've done a lot of things i'm a single parent with two kids nice and run my own business that's amazing and um tell us before we go into what oxygen management consultancy does tell us a bit about your vision and how did it come about so i've been a coach from 11th grade this has never happened where from 11th grade i used to love training and development Oh, wow so that's you're probably 16 at that time so even my first job was with a motivational speaker nice because i wanted to become like that so i went and i told him don't pay me i'll work for you for free who's that uh he was a guy in india who used to do shows on ztv that time oh wow and i was very impressed i said okay i want to become like you can you train me sir i don't have a salary to pay you i said no problem i want to learn from you and that's how my journey started so i've been a trainer now you can see it for donkey's years but yeah so always wanted to be um i'm a science graduate with majors in chemistry but when i was doing science i went to my father and i said i love human science and i love understanding human so if you don't mind can i do something that i love and he said no problem make a career out of it but oh, that's really good and that's how oxygen started so oxygen started not so early yeah i did my as everybody goes through their learning and development and experimentation i did a lot of experimentation i had some businesses in in india which i closed down i was going to start a new one somebody flew to india brought me here as a trainer uh worked as a trainer for almost 7 years and then started in 2012 with oxygen oh that's great and what do you do in oxygen a bit just tell us a so know, i do lines. everything okay. from serving chai to <laughs> <laughs> they say right as an entrepreneur you're a follow up clerk so do what <laughs> you do best um but my major role is to create vision for the company um because i'm a business coach i work very heavily with all my clients i try to uh the entire plan is to hold their hands and guide them through their entire journey of their entrepreneurship okay that's very interesting because i know a friend of mine and i know you do that for her from a to z so give us an example of how do you go with a small entrepreneur and and just hold their hand because as we were talking earlier you know great we want to be an entrepreneur but that doesn't mean we come with a to z skills Right? right. We have a lot of missing 100%. gaps. And how do you hold our hand? So what happens is that I always say that 
we are not entrepreneurs. We are good technicians. Okay. Technically, we are good at something. Technically, I'm good at training. But that is the last part when it comes to entrepreneurship. Delivering training is the last thing. There are last there there are other ten hundred steps that nobody tells you. So as an entrepreneur, we jump into entrepreneurship without knowing the actual game of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So once you enter, you say, "Oh, I, I just have to speak. That's on the that's the last thing. But I need to know how to market, how to do sales, how to do my accounts. I need to understand all these jargons that are happening. I understand what is cash flow. I have no idea about cash flow. So I've realized that we go as a technician, and we are good at what we do. We are really a lot of people are really good at what they do." but they don't understand the other nuances of entrepreneurship so when they come in uh, this is what we do we sit with them and we start working with them on all these areas that do you understand this and as we discussed earlier when they not so first you should have an understanding and if they can't do it then can you hire somebody to do it for you so that's where we start building up the blocks so that at the end of the day or at the end of the you know whatever you want to achieve in the year you are actually moving forward to the right direction or the goal that you want to achieve oh that's that's really nice to see those uh, little blocks because i know when i started my business i i had a lot of gaps and you either had to learn it but even if you learn it doesn't mean that you can master it 100% so you had the basic understanding but you had to hire people to fill in that gaps 100% and that's where you start learning and then that takes away your time and what i realized is that every entrepreneur goes through a yo-yo journey sometimes they are doing really good and sometimes they are not and they're <laughs> failing back and they're like and i realized that is there a way where we can share these learnings so we can cut short their learning curve and they stop doing those mistakes and they can grow fast. Oh that's that's really good. And then part of your um uh, part of the trainings that you do offer is something called mastermind. Yes. What is mastermind? So mastermind is group of entrepreneurs who okay. come together to help and support each other grow. I was going to ask you how can we help each other because I might come from a marketing background. somebody comes from an accounting background but how do we support each other so perfect combination that you've given right so the 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 principal rule of mastermind is we are all lonely at the top when it comes to being entrepreneur every day we are facing challenges is mm-hmm. there a place where i can go share my challenges and people don't judge me for being weak because as an entrepreneur we all have this shield right we are all successful we want to show that face to the world that i have no issues but behind inside our brain there are so many things right i cannot go and talk to my staff i cannot go and talk to my family i cannot tell them is there a place which is safe for me to let my guard down and say listen guys i don't know so taking the same example that you said you are a marketer and you are talking to an accountant the accountant doesn't know marketing No he does. <laughs> That's where when he says I want to grow my business and you come and say listen here's my expertise. So basically in a mastermind we are borrowing each other's knowledge, wisdom and experience so I can cut short my learning curve. This concept of mastermind comes from Napoleon Hill from a book called Think and Grow Rich. I've read that. And Napoleon Hill says every successful people had a secret group that was called a mastermind. So Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, Warren Harding, Harvey Firestone, this all had a mastermind. So in one of the interviews even Edison was asked that how do you know about all of this and he says I know I don't. 
but I have Henry Ford who knows everything about marketing. I just go and borrow his knowledge and wisdom and I just go and implement. That helps me do it faster and not go through this entire learning curve. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a, that's a cool concept. I have to say that as a small entrepreneur, I can actually see the benefit it brings to me. And that's that's really nice. I mean, I like the way you've brought these together. And what are some of the success stories or something, you know, something magical that's happened in one of these groups? So the biggest success story is that people's businesses have grown, grown to 3x, 5x, 10x. That's nice. easy to monetize. Uh, one of the biggest success story I've had is, and this I wanted after five years, and it happened on the third year of our mastermind. Um, one of the member came and said, I want to go for a holiday for a month. So husband, wife, they both run the business. They wanted to go. And I, I was really upset because I was like, we brought a business to one level. Don't leave right now because it will create an issue. And I was all angry and upset with them. And she came and said, listen, I have a plan. <clears throat> I said, oh, share it. She said, when I go for a holiday, two of my mastermind members will run my business in my absence. Hmm. So she selected two people. One would take care of sales and one would take care of operation. And I was like, this is something I wanted to do after five years where people can become really so close and bond with each other. And they trust each other. That's a lot of trust. Yeah. And so she did it and she went on the first of the month, which was January. And I was all worried about her and her <laughs> business and everything. And she came after a month and she said, Munir, I have some stories to share with you. I said, okay, perfect. Come back me. She said, not only my company achieved my targets, they went above and beyond the targets. And what has happened is that these two people came from a different perspective. So they found out gaps that I never saw and they filled up those gaps in my absences. So the first week of her coming back, she said, I'm literally redundant. I don't know what to do <laughs> because things have gone on autopilot and I'm seeing, feeling so bad that nobody needs me now. <laughs> and I said, that's the best place. to. So this was the biggest success story that we have got where people have managed their businesses, which means you need to open up. You, you open up all your numbers. You open up all your loops and holes to ensure that, listen, these are my gaps. Can you please manage it? And this has been the biggest success story that we have got, which nothing monetary, but took it us took the entire concept to next level i love it i think i think that you know what happens um munir is there is since you're talking about human science right yeah we as humans whether we like to accept it or don't accept it we have this fear of being redundant yes. of not being valuable hence a lot of newcomers face that with their managers the managers don't pass down knowledge because they're so scared that they're going to get redundant. Yes. Right. And um, I think the biggest, um, how do I put it? The biggest savior for me and for my and for Tamanna um, that you guys listen to her. She, you know, she's a she's one of those entrepreneurs who actually runs her own um, business, her food business. Yes. Our man, our director, our CEO told us one thing. He goes, if you don't grow, the others don't grow. 100%. And if you don't make them grow, you will be a manager for the rest of your life. You will never be an associate director, a director. You can't grow. 100%. Because, yes, you're training that person so that they can take on your role. Yeah. So you can take on a bigger role. But if you're so stuck, yeah. you will be redundant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it is all about growth. And the day she came in, she said, I have nothing to do. I said, that's very we create more businesses. Exactly. So because now she now runs her two, brain, three more businesses. Yeah, because her brain freed up. Yes. 
That's amazing. I love it. I love it. And you know what? Um, um, what drew my attention as well is the way you help teens in your programs. Tell us a bit about that. So when we started Mastermind, um, a lot of our Mastermind members came and said, "Listen, you've been teaching us goal setting, vision board, time management, discipline. You've been teaching us so many things that we didn't learn before. Right? Can you teach the same thing to the teens?" And I was like, "No, you know, <laughs> let's keep it straight." And I'm they were like, "I'm sending my niece to you." <laughs> <laughs> And they said, no, please, let's do it. Can you please do something for us? And I was like, okay, so 2021, we started Mastermind for teenagers. It starts from 13 to 18 years old. We teach life skills. Skills that school doesn't teach. Skills that nobody teaches. So we teach them discipline. We teach them time management. We teach them goal setting. We teach them vision board. We bring in expert speakers from different industries to come and give them those exposures. We teach them, what do you want to make your career in? So there's some, oh, I want to be, make a, my career in, let's say, social media. We put them on internship. Nice. Is your brain working? Is your intelligence working? Or is your interest working? There's a difference. I can be interested in 10 things, but does my interest work in that? Does my intelligence work in that? Right. So we started doing it and it was very natural. We've still not marketed very heavily about it. Whatever we are getting is word of mouth. We have 20, 25 teens that we work with them. I love them. It, they keep me young. Um, they're funny. They're interesting. They teach me a lot of stuff. They do, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And they teach me how to think differently. Right. Um, so, you know, and I have, a, my son is 17 year old. So he's now a partner in that area. So he runs Teens Mastermind with me. He goes, brings in new speaker, creates the curriculum. I oversee with him and I help him deliver. That's amazing because you started at 16 and yeah. you have managed to get your son into that interest and he's 17 yes. leading a program of their own. Yeah. So it's like a generation thing. That's amazing. <laughs> and he loves it. He enjoys doing yeah. it. Yeah. No, but you know, today's teens, I, I don't remember ever telling my parents I'm stressed. Yeah. Today, they use it so openly without even realizing. I don't think they realize the real meaning of stress, yeah. but it's just a word they hear, they see. Um, I'm not saying mental well-being isn't there. It is. It is very, very crucial today for kids more than any time. But I feel that they lack those life skills, like you said. How do you cope with it? Maybe a child is truly stressed. So I, what happens is that a lot of time my experience is that they learn it from the family. I'll give you a simple example. One of the kid, not a kid kid, but one of the teenagers came and said, I feel claustrophobic. I said, super amazing. What does it mean? He says, I'm feeling hot. Huh. Okay. <laughs> so you see, it's a word that he's heard it and he thinks it's, I need to use it. Uh, without understanding the actual meaning of it. Because they, these are words that they've... They, they're surrounded they're, by yeah. it. And Depression, uh, stress, um, not being valued. I didn't even know the meaning of unworthy. Yeah. Until I got into my journey way, I think, in, in late 20s. That's for the first time I heard the word unworthy. And I'm like, really? Like, it didn't strike me. And so, for example, let's say today if I'm sitting, I'm doing something. And if my kid comes and says, listen to me. I say, listen, I'm stressed right now. He'll learn that word. Oh, stress means this is it. When this happens, it's called stress. So if it happens to me. That means, yeah, these dad's These are copy-paste stuff that we can, yeah. we can use it. And it's very easy for kids to imitate their parents, their teachers, their True. friends. And get influenced with that, which is very normal. 
my thing is that if you can decode it for them give them much more powerful words to use you know they say words are powerful and they have an impact on your unconscious mind very true so we are trying to do that while helping them think positive teach them life skills so that they, and everything that we do is simulation it's all hands on so we put them into a situation we ask them to solve it no that's really nice i think that's really good for the teens today to be able to decipher what's happening around them especially because of the blast of social media exactly um and the influences they're on that's great i was also reading on your website and there was one thing that grabbed my attention fireworking <laughs> tell me about it so these are called breakthrough events right. so there are four breakthrough events that we do it's one is called firewalking riba bending board breaking and aero breaking okay so it's nothing but overcoming your limiting beliefs true right so we learn that fire burns us and we cannot do anything with it right firewalking is a action metaphor that helps you overcome your limiting beliefs so it's not just that they come and they walk there's a full um, yeah you know entire stuff so they come they lit the fire so they know it's an original fire and it can burn them then i take them in a session where i talk about how the brain works how you should work with your brain and what you should do to overcome it nice and then they set their goals and they write down why haven't they overcome or why haven't they achieved their goals right then i take them down and say listen i'm giving you another goal walk on the fire what are your limitations so they start giving excuses they say now if i can burn all these excuses and walk on this fire imagine every single thing that you are good at you can achieve it and so we people then walk on the fire we make it easy and then we start making it difficult for them to walk on it um we have three levers first time when they walk they like oh it looks like i'm walking in a garden very good let's build your confidence then we start putting more coals more fire and the third level is when they're walking i actually put spirit on it in front of their legs and they just walk they go into a phase where they think that they can achieve anything we've got some super success story the biggest testimonial i got once was one of the client one of the guy came into one of the networking and said listen i worked on munir's firewalking event and i lost my job and everyone was quite like i'm like oh what happened to you i didn't realize it and he says and i became an entrepreneur oh so i'm like that was a you know that was a so he started his journey and till now every time he meets me he says i became an entrepreneur because you made me do something that i thought was impossible to do you know there's a book i've read the monk who sold his ferrari absolutely and each time i'm lost i pick up that book and i read it yeah and i cannot tell you the changes that happen within me yeah. and around me i get you know i actually can get the confidence to do different things and see things in a very different, different way. way and i i think that book is one of my yeah. favorite books of all time yeah. i always say that that book changed yeah. my life yeah. so i'm glad yeah. to see yeah. that something yeah. like the other way changes somebody else's life that's amazing when's your next event so we only do it for corporates now okay we initially started doing it for public but we only do it for corporates because yeah. so we have another event called riba bending Okay. It's bending an iron rod in the notch of your throat. Ooh, so ooh. one end of the these are rebars, reinforcement yeah, yeah, yeah. bars that are used in the construction site. Uh one end goes let's say in my throat here 
and the other goes in your we both walk and the bar bends oh wow and this is the most delicate part in your body yes true yeah and we do it and it blows people's mind they're like oh my god so this we can do it anytime because you don't need uh, a bigger space it's just a small room like this also people come and they keep bending they keep their bars doing it, it actually again helps you uh, push your limiting beliefs overcome your mindset you know they say whatever we are uh, we are not what we are right. we are a result of what people thought we are you know there's a there's some misconceptions that people have around hypnosis and nlp right i would like to clarify that you know one about hypnosis that i always hear is i i will lose control yeah you know or they'll program my mind to do something yeah. i'll give up everything in life yeah and that's not true yeah so that was me when i went through my hypnotherapy session because i told my trainer train me to be a hypnotherapist without hypnotizing me <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, "What? Munir, <laughs> you leave the, you leave this course." I'm like, "No, please do it." She's like, "No, if you can't experience it, how will you know what's happening?" True. So let me redefine hypnosis into trance. Have you been in a trance? Yeah. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. You can't go to sleep if you're not in a trance. Right. In a in one of those meditative. Yeah. Spaces. So if you if you again mild it, where say what is trance? Where your brain cycles become slower. Slower. Right. So there is mild hypnosis or mild trance, medium trance, and deep trance. Deep trance is where you go to sleep in a in a night, where you really go to your REM sleep down, Just and you hit that. Yeah. That is actually a good sleep. What is a mild trance? It's a Sunday afternoon. You had a very heavy, greasy lunch. Now you are lying on your couch with this AC on. You are not sleeping, but you are not awake. Right. That's hypnosis. that's trance that i'm enjoying this moment and i don't care about anything it's like i'm watching a tv the door open do i know answer is yes am i bothered to see who open the door the answer is no that's trance right again hypnosis is nothing but suggestions so when the other guy says would you like to close your eyes you say no class there is no hypnosis there is no hypnosis <laughs> right so nobody can control you it's it's not controlling it's when you hypnosis is nothing but suggestions when you say yes you're taking the suggestions you're saying okay i want to be part of this this act this game this therapy right and then they allow you to say okay then do i have permissions to ask you questions or do i have permissions to to go to that part of your brain that can access or give me some information it's it's very simple nice yeah so it's a trance So near we have these couple of sections one of them is called the did you know So the one thing Munir that people around you don't know about you So um most of the people don't know that um I was the most indisciplined person ever in my life <laughs> but because I've now written a book on time management and I become very finicky about my time management and discipline I teach this to people especially to entrepreneurs they don't know that I was the most indisciplined person in my life I would make people wait and wait and wait and would not turn up oh my including god including my clients and um in 2016 I lost everything in my life I had nothing I had 400 dirhams in my pocket two kids to take care no money coming in I went to one of my best friend and my accountable partner and I said give me one advice um I will never let you down and he said Munir you are very talented you are very knowledgeable just get discipline I'm telling you you will go 10x and that day I promised I said listen I'll you'll give my examples of discipline to people finally him and me wrote a book on time management what's the what's the book called and where can people buy it? mastering your time so we've not put on amazon but okay. if people want it then i'm the right person to give them okay i'm leaving munir's um 
Instagram down here. Just DM him if you would like a copy of the book and then he can let you know all the details. But I think that's amazing. <laughs> so in my previous job, I was always known as Crazy Lena because I asked crazy questions. So now Super. it's Crazy Lena question time. <laughs> yeah, shoot. What, what has been one of the most difficult things for you to break through? Personally? Yeah. Um, in my personally, if you ask me, my biggest, <laughs> I have a very uh, big sweet tooth, uh. <laughs> and I am on a fitness journey from last few years, and I heavily work out, and I believe into health and fitness. Um, to say no to sweets has been the biggest <laughs> challenge for me. Now it's very easy, uh, but I used to tell people I used to go to I don't know if you know there's this restaurant called Puran Mulls. Yes. Yeah. I used to go to Puran Mulls and in my dinner I used to say bring all these Bengali mitais and I would eat that and that was my dinner. Oh wow! That used to be that, my dinner. That's how like that's a insane sweet tooth. Sweet, yeah. I've I've been on eating gulab jamun competition. I've eaten twenty three, twenty four just to ensure that I win. Oh wow! And uh, I I still have that, but I've taken care of it. And so now there's sweet. I'm okay to say no to it, and I have no issues. I have a switch off button in my head, but um, I don't have that button. <laughs> <laughs> I have it very For well me, now. After dinner, even if it's a little piece of chocolate, I need it. And I'll go mental walking around the house. To look for it. <laughs> yeah. I just need, it's just a little, like one little square of a Cadbury. But I, I don't know if it's a trait in the DNA because all of us have it. <laughs> yeah. So my kids love sweets and they eat it, but they are young. So they are okay. Um, but I was able, able to do it. And now I'm, it's three, four years now. So I'm okay to say no to sweets. And I, I've given up all of this and I'm okay. I can have a small bite just to make people happy, but it doesn't, doesn't now. Fantastic. So as a final question, any advice that you would like to give to our listeners? Um, this is my personal thing. You know, I always tell myself if what advice I would give it to my younger self. Yeah. Um, if I were to give. And um, take more risk. Take more risk. Yeah. I think that's one advice I would give. Because um, if you don't take it, you will never know what are you capable of. Um, I've taken a lot of risk. All of them have not been good. <clears throat> I'm still taking risk. I push myself. I push myself uh, to go out of my comfort zone. But I think that that's the only way I have been able to realize my own potential. So if they can do one thing, you know, I always say, if I have two kids and one kid is very kind and sweet and doesn't do anything and one is breaking my entire house, I'll appreciate the person who's breaking my house. At least he's doing something in his life. At least he's trying to do something. He's trying to move forward. He's trying to experiment something. I think that's what it is. As humans, we are, the only thing that, is, that gets us going is growth. Right? We love growing. You know, we have one thing, we want another thing. I think that's the best thing that... You know, people say we should satisfy it, of course, but you should always have bigger goals and you should always try to achieve something bigger. So take more risk, enjoy those. And I always tell people, if you take a risk and you fail, there are no failures. There are only feedback. You will always get a feedback how to do it better. Fantastic. So Fantastic. And with this, um, I'd like to thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've left Munir's contacts below. So please get in touch with him if you're looking for a corporate event, if you would like to join his mastermind program as well. Um, and you never know who you'll meet there and how they can help you on your journey. And with that, I'd like to say goodbye and have a fantastic time. And let's keep growing <laughs> and let's keep spreading of this course, growth across the world. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me and this was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you.